0: Welcome to the Unraveled Love Podcast. Our mission is to help you unravel your heart to wholeheartedly love God. In this initial offering, Stacy and Carol, the co founders of Unraveled Love, share the heart behind the Unraveled Love Shop, its ministries, and foundational scripture, Deuteronomy 6 4 through 9. Enjoy.
1: Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your
2: God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you
1: rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes.
2: You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates.
1: So in verse 8, we heard this word frontlets. You shall put this command to love God with all your heart, mind, and strength as a frontlet between your eyes. And it was a device that the Jewish people used a physical box that was right there between, they'd put on their strap on their forehead with the scripture in it. Imagine so, what that
2: looked like.
1: <laughs> I know, you had these boxes on your head. But for me, the spiritual picture of that is that we keep this command right before our eyes at all times as we walk through life, that we are to do everything as an act of loving God, which really moves us into how we treat other people and how we respond to the world and all the gifts he's given us as a way to walk in grace and love that he's poured out on us. So that's the heart of this unraveled love ministry that we do to untangle our lives from the world and the things that distract us from God and even those things that make us think we are God and help us to grow in love with him and to be a light for him in the world. Yeah, I think in the shop we've handpicked a
2: lot of tools that point us that way, point us in that direction. Bible studies, of course, that we do in community. It's always. An unraveling to have someone apply the scripture in a way that speaks to your own heart, uh, your own failing or success. But we also have those things that have drawn us over the years closer to God, books we've read, journals we've
1: used. What's one of your favorites? Things we've done?
2: No, things in the shop. That oh, we things have. in
1: the shop. Yeah. I'd have to think about that one. There's too many to choose from.
2: Well, one that I'm using a lot right now is the Breath Prayer Book. I've enjoyed and found a lot of meaning in just a simple prayer that you say with the rhythm of your breath. It has this way of centering us back to that whole frontlet kind of Mm -hmm. idea that you talked about, about loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And a lot of times when we need to breathe the deepest is when something is in turmoil right Mm -hmm. or there's a crisis where there's an emotion we're trying to process and we you know say to ourselves we'll take a deep breath but to turn that into a prayer like I can't but God you can and saying that with the rhythm of your breath has been really
1: good for me well so now that you mentioned what you're practicing now one of the things that we've gotten new in the shop that was not something I brought from Um, My past in walking with God was the Write the Word journals. They are from, oh, what's the name of that little company?
2: Cultivate What Matters.
1: Cultivate What Matters. They have these great journals. And the ones I started with were the Gospels. So I'm in the one of Matthew. And what it does is just have you write and reflect on certain scriptures from the book. It takes you from the beginning to the end, but you don't write all of them. They just focus on three or four verses a day that you actually write. And I've been really surprised how the ones they've chosen have spoken. And of course, I haven't just sat on those verses. I've taken it as an opportunity to read through the gospel too, so I can see what they're having me write and focus on in context of what's before and after. And it's really made a big difference in the things I've seen in Scripture and the way it's connected with where I am currently in life. And even one day I was in the wrong chapter and the right number of verses and (laughs) didn't realize till the next day that I'd done that. But that's what I needed to hear that day.
2: And God used it anyway. He did.
1: (laughs) Wrong or right. Yeah. There is no wrong, do you think? No. Not not when you're doing it with a heart to follow the Holy Spirit and to discover God. And so, one of our hearts, too, um, at this shop and through our ministry, is to help individuals connect with God on their own, in their own time, not to have to be fed by a preacher or a teacher. But God tells us we have the Holy Spirit in us, we do not need a teacher. We have him to teach They're us. They're very helpful
2: And times. they can be
1: helpful, especially to, to teach us how to self-feed, one pastor called it. Yeah, he, he realized his whole, his congregation had not learned to self-feed, which is an important part of your time between worship and between going to Bible studies on your daily time with God.
2: Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I struggle with early on is, well, you hear or you're taught probably... The main things you know you're taught as a Christian, you should worship in community, Bible study, which you get maybe in Sunday school or a weeknight, but there's this just abundant richness and um, variety of spiritual exercises to that speak to us at different seasons in our life, um, maybe even different personality styles or how you. Find God in the world.
1: Right. But the more important thing, it's a way to to eat God's word. Exactly. To to be fed spiritually during the week. Because God says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from his mouth. And unless we're in his word daily, I mean, how often do you need to eat, people? (laughs) Several times a day. You know, so the same thing for our spirits. If we're not listening to his word, listening to him speak to us, we are... I'm getting hungry and we don't always recognize that when we get spiritually hungry.
2: Well, and I think one of the big pictures of that is that I've I've said this, when I first started Bible study, I had a dining room table that was full of books, several different Bible versions, had a commentary, a dictionary, um, and multiple devotionals, (laughs) multiple devotionals. And you know, it took a long time to flip through 10 books now it's so, it's just right there. There's so much at our fingertips, you know, out there to soak in God's word from podcast to books that read to you on the way in, to and from work. You know,
1: the- New version Bible app.
2: You version, yeah. So our accessibility to scripture and to dig deeper into scripture just in my lifetime has mm-hmm. just grown. So I think there's this wonderful time that we live in. When God's word is accessible in ways I never dreamed about in my 20s, you Mm -hmm. know, we just have to tap into it. We have to say yes. Yes, we're going to wear that frontlet or bind it around our arms, put it in the door frames of our house. When we Mm -hmm. go and we come into the house that we are filling our life with God's word in every area of our life.
1: Right, because we are commanded to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and might. And so this first series of podcasts we're calling Have a Heart to Heart with God, which is a way to be in Scripture, to study Scripture. Um, We'll be doing the book of Galatians, a chapter at a time. We'll have an introduction of how the teaching works, how you, you walk through this Spiritual discipline, scriptural, scripture meditation is what it is. And it's connected to this loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Because you read a chapter and then you listen for five things God wants you to know, which has to do with your mind. Listening, what he wants you to be aware of, of who he is, who you are, and what he wants you um, to know about him and his kingdom. Then you read through the chapter again, listening for three things God wants you to feel. Yeah, I never got that one.
2: <laughs> and that, that is the truth. When we talked about doing this particular series, um, we had done this type of meditation before, and I, I kind of was like, what does that matter how I feel? God said it, and so it is. Um, because I'm not, that's not how I process information first, feelings. In fact, I'm probably going to put that over to the side and not process it at all. And so I didn't see a lot of value in that until we started practicing that more regularly. in this idea that there is a way God wants you to feel. And sometimes it's simply looking at the opposite in the scripture. You may run across someone who's frustrated or what was the one we did this week? Jesus was Distressed. Distressed. Jesus was distressed. And I was like, what does that mean? Jesus is distressed. Am I supposed to feel distressed? Um, And so I just simply looked it up in the dictionary during our time of meditation and found this really cool little idea that distress often is pressure that makes us grow. And so those times that are distressing in our life, it really changed my perspective about that to look at distress as an opportunity for growth
1: Mm -hmm.
2: towards God And towards others. So three things you want. God wants you to feel. Listening for that is. It's been very powerful for me to process things. In a way that I wouldn't normally process the world. Mm -hmm. And
1: it's a way to recognize whether our. Our heart. Is in line with God's or not. With his emotions. Over a situation or circumstance. Or a call. Because in that instance Jesus was. Was distressed over being betrayed. Over, it um, was at the last the state of the after, world. <laughs> yeah, after washing feet and what he was about to face on the cross, and so and then you read through a third time, listening for the one thing God wants you to do in response to what He has told you to know and to feel, and how you should respond,
2: which might not mean an activity in the way that we think about doing. (laughs) I always think of uh, your granddaughter, Margo, Margo doing, Margo doing, doing. um, in this aspect, it may be a perspective shift. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And with the whole Jesus being distressed and seeing that perspective change, I thought, well, I can respond to distress differently. Distress. I see because of something that's happening in the world, something that's happening in my family, something that's happening within me, instead of seeing that as, i got to get out of this place. I do not want to be distressed, but recognizing that, oh, okay, this is a place of growth, will not last forever, this too shall pass, the doing might just be a shift in how we see things.
1: Well, including yourself, because what we did this last week was about me seeing my identity, changing my identity, how I saw myself, which was an unexpected little time. shift. It was a shift. So some of the doing we do is in our mind, interior in our spirit. Mm-hmm. spirit, which actually is what changes our outward doing and our response to other people. And then as we
2: continue to learn how to podcast, we're hoping the whole series will be available during the summer. Well, amen. Well, amen.
0: (laughs) We hope you enjoyed this offering and are inspired to pursue the work of unraveling the loves of your heart to the one true love who infuses you with life and purpose. For more about Unraveled Love, Visit unraveledlove.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at unraveledlovejbill. You can find Stacy and Carol in their shop in Jacksonville, Texas, Tuesday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. We invite you to rate this podcast, subscribe, and share it with others. Blessings to you and yours.